0: What is going on, everybody? I know this voice may not sound fam- too familiar now. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. Just about, what, a, a little over a month and a half, July 12th. If you forgot who this is, and if you forgot what, what show this is, you are tuning in to Bar Top Sports Talk. We, ha- we had to take a little bit of a break. And if you forgot, again, if you forgot who I am, call- this is your host, Tina Bernal, co-host joining me as always, Ryan Murray let's go how we doing man
1: good man just hanging out ready to be back
0: we do apologize to everyone to all the listeners to everyone that's been asking questions what's been going on we had a little bit of a hiatus not really but this past month and a half it has been it's been busy very busy the end of summer end of july all of august a little bit of beginning of september by the way, we're now in September. It's officially fall season. Football season is here. We're very excited to get the show back up and running for that. But it's just been busy. Ryan's had some things going on at work. I've had things going on at work. The end of the summer has been busy with just plans. And I officially got my own place. So you're tuning in to the new Bernal Broadcasting Studios Part 2.
1: Congrats, man. You're moving up.
0: Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So... It- We just want to say we apologize. I know it's, like I said, July 12th was episode 56. Episode 56 was a while ago. So we're excited to be back. We're very eager to get into the sports world and to give you guys some updates, especially with the NFL season here, college football. We're in week two MLB season. We're winding down, getting closer to the postseason. And although the basketball season hasn't started for the FIBA World Cup, so that's been exciting to watch. I haven't really got to tune in, though, have you?
2: No, not really, just highlights.
0: I've seen the highlights, different reports and everything, so it's been interesting. We're excited to bring that all to you guys. Week one of the NFL season begins tomorrow. By the time you all hear this, it'll be officially be game day. It is a red Wednesday, September 6th. Chiefs Kingdom stand up. This is the last time we get to celebrate Super Bowl 57. From here on out, we move on. We're on episode or er, we're on to Super Bowl Fifty Eight. That's the next goal. But before we get into anything, Ryan did the honors of getting the drink of the show today. So episode Fifty Seven, should we say, it's is brought to you by <laughs> brought to you by Monster. I think so. So now we don't have a sponsorship deal with Monster, but Ryan did score some Monster Seltzers.
1: I don't know. The beast unleashed is what it says.
0: So the beast unleashed. What what flavor did you get, Ryan?
1: Scary berry.
0: I have the white haze, six percent. Pretty pretty good little dandy. I've had six percent stuff before. That's that's a, that's nice. If you hear a slurring of words, you probably know why.
1: I mean, I had three on the ride over, so <laughs> I mean, not really.
0: Here goes nothing. You gotta. Ah, I love doing that. Probably it's not too loud in your guys' ears when you're listening,
3: but it is very satisfying to hear that. First sip, pretty good. White haze, not bad. How's the scary berry? It's all right, man. It wow. was an
1: awkward experience buying them.
0: Really? Oh yeah, you explained that.
1: Yeah, man. I didn't know they were alcoholic. I was just getting them just to, I don't know, whatever. Went to the checkout thing. They had to get my ID. I was like, damn, does this make me trashy? She goes, yeah, (laughs) kind of. I was like, oh, okay.
0: That is funny, though. That is a new avenue for the monster. Normally it is the energy drink. I mean, everyone knows that, but I did not know they were making seltzers.
1: Neither did I. Random Walgreens trip.
0: So now that we officially cracked them open, we can begin. We're going to start episode 57 off with the NFL, man. I am too excited to talk about some football. It has been a long time coming. The last time we did an episode, I think we were mainly baseball, a little bit of NFL offseason news, some training camp. So week one is officially here. As I mentioned, we're going to begin it breaking down the power rankings. Not all 32 teams. That'll give. That would take way too long. So if you're familiar with the show, last year me and Hector, the former co-host we will go through the top 10 teams and give our thoughts on it and give a breakdown week one. Obviously there's not a whole lot to go off of basically just preseason hype and how the teams are, I guess reporting wise going into week one. So no surprise as to who is number one to start off the season. Our Kansas city chiefs. If you're a chiefs fan out there, you're Kansas city chiefs are the number one team in the NFL power rankings. Now, some may disagree with this, given the recent news of our team with one particular holdout and a significant injury, which we'll get an update later on in the Chiefs update. But nonetheless, we are number one as of right now. We'll see if we can hold down that spot. Number two, the Super Bowl runner-up, Philadelphia Eagles. Rightfully so. I think that's fair. Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia. How you feel about that? Number three. San Francisco 49ers, number four. Cincinnati Bengals, number five. Dallas Cowboys, number six. Baltimore Ravens, number seven. The Miami Dolphins, number eight. A lot of people are high on the Miami Dolphins this year.
1: Too many questions, man.
0: There are quite a bit of questions. And actually, I don't know. They're kind of a a seesaw team. A lot of people are high on them. A lot of people are really low on them, think they're going to miss the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That AFC East is going to be very entertaining. I'll say that week or not week nine number nine in the power rankings the jacksonville jaguars jaguars getting some love i think that they're a team to be reckoned with this year we play them week two rematch i mean we beat him twice last year but it's a team you definitely don't want to take lightly and then week or not week i don't know i keep seeing week number 10 wrapping up the top 10 the new york football jets the gosh dang jets <laughs> Honorable mentions, the Detroit Lions at number 11, Los Angeles Chargers are number 12, and Seahawks, Pittsburgh, and Minnesota on the outside looking in. Ryan, how do you feel about the initial top 10?
1: I don't know, man. I just feel like it's kind of weird when they have teams in there that have so many question marks around them, like the 49ers. Obviously, if everybody can stay healthy, yeah, they're a powerhouse, but can they stay healthy? Still have a good defense, but I don't know. They just have too many people made out of glass. And we still really don't know if Brock Purdy's very good or not. I know we've seen the stat: what, he went 6-0 and as a starter? Something like that. I don't know. I don't know if that's a large enough sample size, especially with the talent around him. But.
3: I agree. I
0: think you still have a question mark with him. He's obviously not a guy that's going to put up Mahomes numbers or even Joe Burr numbers for that matter. but. Still, yeah, I think he's a guy that can just do his job, stick to the game plan, take coaching, and they'll win. Run the football, play good defense, get the ball into Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel's hands, George Kittle. But then again, you know, can Kittle stay healthy? Can Debo Samuel stay healthy? They did just lock up. So part of the NFL news, they did just lock up the, probably, arguably the top edge rusher in the NFL right now, Nick Bosa. Five years, $170 million. I believe over 120 of that is guaranteed.
3: They're going all in.
0: I saw something, and I can pull it up real quick because I sent it to Hector. It was very interesting. So, real quick to go through this. The San Francisco 49ers, now after extending Nick Bosa, they have the highest-paid running back, the highest-paid defensive end, the highest-paid fullback, the third-highest-paid tight end, the third-highest-paid left tackle, the third-highest-paid linebacker, the sixth-highest-paid defensive tackle, and the seventh-highest-paid wide receiver. So they're fully taking advantage of not having a franchise quarterback, basically. Because if they did, they'd be in a situation where you're the Chargers having to pay Herbert or Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson. You know, guys that are coming up on their second contract. So, they're, the luxury of having Brock Purdy is definitely there, and they're cashing in on it right now. The only problem is, you know, can they get over the hump and get to the Super Bowl and not fall short in the NFC Championship game? I was surprised the Cowboys were at number six. I actually, no, no, no. I was surprised the Ravens were at number seven. I think I would have probably had them a little bit lower. I know the Jets... I want to say the Jets should have been a little bit higher, but I get why they're at number 10. We have to see what that
1: team does. That offensive line.
0: That offensive line, it needs to be better. So, like I said, let's see what they do week one against the Bills. It's a really good test. It could be a precursor of who is going to win the AFC East. It very well could be between those two teams. So, that's the top 10 for week one. Some more news to get into the NFL. We mentioned Nick Bosa. We've seen a few of the inactives already for week one. And if you drafted this guy within the top three or four picks of fantasy, you're probably kicking yourself in the butt.
1: Oof. That's tough.
0: Cooper Cup.
1: Coop. I thought you were gonna say Jonathan Taylor. Oh no, no, no. I was well, like, dang well. boy.
0: Him too. My fault. No, him too. If you drafted him or John, if you drafted Cup or Jonathan Taylor, yeah. Everyone's kind of known about Jonathan Taylor. I think that news broke last week that he wasn't, um, he didn't pass his physical, so he's on the physically unable to perform list or the pup list. So he's out the first four weeks of the season. The number one running back in fantasy two years ago is now out for the first four weeks of the season. But no, Cooper Cup had issues with his hamstring, I believe, during preseason. And he's gone to a few different doctors to get opinions. Rams ultimately decided that he's going to rest week one. Who knows how long that could last now. Hamstrings are always tricky. Other than that, there's not really a whole lot of news. I thought this one was kind of interesting. The Arizona Cardinals, we obviously know the situation of quarterback. Kyler Murray is still recovering from a torn ACL from last season. The backup situation isn't bright. That had Colt McCoy he's been a serviceable backup in the league. he's a journeyman he's shown he's shown moments where he's capable of leading a team to a victory again he's, he's Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy's a little bit better than you know a guy like that, but
1: I mean there's a reason he's still in the league
0: yeah, absolutely, so it was kind of a head scratcher that the Arizona Cardinals cut him before the start of the season now a lot of people are have the theory that they're in full tank mode. You know, they traded Olathe Kansas products, Isaiah Simmons to the New York Giants for a seventh round pick. And they traded a few other players too. But you cut, again, Colt McCoy, who was projected to be their starter for week one. And it left them between a few other people that likely wouldn't have made any other rosters in the NFL. So they decide to trade with Cleveland for Josh Dobbs and he is going to be the starter for Arizona week one. Now the funny thing about Arizona, so they're all, it it appears that they're going to go in the tanking direction. They have a first year coach, they're likely trying to get out of Kyler Murray's contract. We all know who is going to probably be sitting there number one next year for the 2024 NFL draft, Caleb Williams. But the funny thing about that is Caleb Williams has hinted at he could come back for a senior year next year. So then that plan could possibly blow up in their face. Which is a little bit funny. If you're an Arizona Cardinal fan, probably not that funny. It's a scary time. It is. But as I mentioned, other than that, there's not really a whole lot of news leading up to week one. No significant injuries. There's not hasn't been, you know, a long list of injury report. The storylines, not, not a lot of storylines. We we'll kind of get into a little bit of it as we now move into our predictions for the division winners. So this is something that I have been wanting to discuss badly. And there's a few division races that I, I truly don't know who will win. And I'm curious to see what you have to say on these, Ryan. Would, would you like to go first?
1: No, I'll let you go first. That makes me nervous.
0: You want me to go first? Okay, the pressure's on. We'll start the AFC.
1: I'm writing these down, man.
0: So this is is to start off the AFC. This is the one that is truly stumping me. The AFC East. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it could be between the Jets and the Bills. Truly, it looks like it could be a three-team race, though. A lot of experts have the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins making the playoffs. And it very well could be that. They could be three of the seven
3: teams that represent the AFC. Who could? Who's going to win the division? Now, that one, it's, it's difficult. Now, when you look at it on FanDuel, I believe, I can pull it up,
0: the Buffalo Bills, I believe, are the odds-on favorites as of right now. I see the reasoning for wanting to pick the Jets. It's kind of the sexy pick. You know, Aaron Rodgers steps into Broadway. That defense is young and hungry. They were one of the top defenses in the league last year. Their offense, with the addition of Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall coming back, emerging receiver in Garrett Wilson. I mean, you have those factors that makes it very appealing to pick them. But it's just, man, that, that what if Buffalo's dominated the division over the last few years? So it's really hard to go against them. Josh Allen. People act like Josh Allen's just going to fall off a cliff this year, I feel like. But I don't know where that's come from. The Miami Dolphins, you know, they could be a dark horse.
3: Long story short, Buffalo, by the way, is plus 120. Long story short, though.
0: I think I might roll with the Jets. I really do think I'm going to roll with the Jets. That defense last year was stifling. They, were, Again, they were a top 10 defense. They truly were a quarterback away from making the playoffs. They were a Brees Hall injury away, or not getting injured from making the playoffs. You add those guys back into the lineup, Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer, I think that they win that division. I think that they edge out Buffalo. It's going to be very close. It probably could come down to week 17 or week 18.
3: Who you have AFC East? Miami. (laughs) Miami going with the
0: dark horse.
1: I think with an offense like that, no matter who's at QB, I think they're going to have some success. Also, it's hard. I feel like every year, like, you watch these predictions of all the, like, experts and stuff, and they put in all this work and talk about it, and every year it seems like there's always a few divisions where somebody sneaks up and wins or there's an injury or whatever the case may be. I thought I'd go with Miami.
0: I respect it. I respect it. I like it. That I offense. Know. I that... see
1: a lot of Jets, a lot of Buffalo. I, I I don't know how much details we want to get into or how much – or the reasoning why. I don't want to take up too much time, but. Everyone stays healthy, I think, Miami.
3: It all rides on Tua.
1: Yeah, I know, you know, knock on wood, and especially with, like, the concussion issues and stuff, I know he's not going to be able to be as mobile as he used to be. He's not going to be able to run the ball, really. You know, scramble out of the pocket and just go crazy. But, still that receiving core is going to go crazy.
0: Waddle and Hill are probably the top receiving core. Next to, I think, I'd probably put them above Chase and Higgins. Cincinnati that so along with this by the way to the listeners along with this Ryan doesn't doesn't have FanDuel up but I am going to be placing a parlay while we are doing this uh-oh so I, I don't know how much money I'm gonna put on it but it could be like five bucks I don't know I'm not a big gambler I but a week and a half ago I put ten dollars in I'm up a hundred or I'm up ninety bucks.
1: Knock on wood, man.
0: So we have a little bit riding on this. So now we switch to the AFC North. Now this is another division that some experts believe could field three playoff teams. Obviously Cincinnati has been again they're basically the buffalo of that division. They've dominated the last two seasons. Baltimore, a lot of people believe that this is Lamar Jackson's resurgence i'm not a big believer in that you know people made it they may hit on me for saying that but i just i don't I, I think even with these weapons i don't think he gets it done and you know at that point then what what's what excuses left for him he the media has to stop calling him fans have to stop calling him just call for what it is you know
1: Yeah, I'd say high risk, high reward. I mean, if he stays healthy all season long, obviously he's going to put up crazy numbers, but I don't know. It was the coach or the GM whatever saying that they made the offense more simple for him. Kind of makes me nervous. Like, why do you got to do that for your QB?
0: They did did move on from Greg Roman, who Greg Roman was basically the one putting him in those run-heavy situations. But I think that's... More so him trying to maximize his abilities, what he does best. His best attribute is his legs. So if you're trying to turn him into a passer, I don't know how that's going to play out.
1: Yeah, the running QB stuff. You'd think just in the small sample size of his career that we've seen so far, what, he missed four games last year, right? Or was it more than four the year before?
0: Something like that. I know he
3: hasn't finished back-to-back seasons, but yeah. Now, Cleveland, who knows what they're going to do. They'll
0: probably finish last, or they could sneak in at the number two spot in the AFC North. I truly don't know. I don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to be. I have to believe that, based on the quarterback he was in 2018 2019, I have to believe that at some point he's going to figure it out. You know, with Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, that offensive line is pretty solid. The defense is decent. Pretty decent head coach and Kevin Stefanski. I don't know. People are projecting them to make a run at the wild card spot. I don't see it, though. And then Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has been a popular pick to make the playoffs. That offense, I kind of like it a little bit. I just, you got to see how Kenny Pickett develops and that offensive line. I like George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Muth, Najee Harris. Like, it, it sounds really good on paper.
1: And they drafted a backup, uh, a running back.
0: That's right, yeah. And then the defense, TJ Watt. I mean, I think, can't remember. He, he missed some time last year, but when he was on the
3: field, that defense is, you know, one of the best. I'm still going with Cincinnati, though. Long story short, again, I'm going with Cincinnati. Who you got? Steelers. Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, lie. it's in the notes they You're
3: going with the dark horses, okay.
1: I just think that's the team with the least amount of questions
3: or, like, question marks around it. Fair enough. I see. I mean, yeah. I don't feel like they were a lot. Because, like,
1: I don't know. If Lamar goes down early or he takes a hit, especially with all that guaranteed money and he gets injured or even if it's a slight injury, now that all that money, How much money was guaranteed?
0: A lot. I can't. I I can't tell you off
1: the top. I don't know if it's. I wanted to say 170, but I don't know if that's right.
0: It might be around 165, 170. It's up there.
1: I mean, they've never paid a QB like that, so they're going to be very, very cautious with that dude.
0: You have to be. That's your investment.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And then I was like, you know, all the like preseason and stuff. They always talk about like Mike Tomlin and his record stuff, never having a losing season. I don't know. I feel like in a conference full of questions like that, I always go with the head coach.
0: That is one good thing. Yeah, they're going to be well coached every year. You know that they're going to be at least in ball games because yeah, it of seems him. Seems
1: like they don't just get blown out a lot.
0: No, not not really. It's very rare. Their preparation, you know, is second to none because of Tomlin. I do respect him. You're coming. You're going to be having if 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 this plays in your favor. And if you do it on FanDuel...
1: Oh, I'm already putting it in on FanDuel.
0: Yeah, your odds are going to be... like if you, if you put, depending on how much money you put, your odds, dude, you could be looking at a big chunk of change. AFC South, I feel like this is a no-brainer. Jacksonville.
3: Has to be Jacksonville. If you're saying Tennessee or Houston, I don't know what to say to you anymore. Who are you going with? I have
1: the Titans.
0: You're going with Tennessee, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm in there. I feel like every year, this season seems like a season when you look at all the like analysts and stuff and the experts, it seems like it's a lot of the same teams from last year, and I feel like the NFL doesn't play out like that a lot. You can be a Super Bowl team one year and not even make the playoffs and still have a similar roster.
3: I know, is Derrick Henry finally going to show his age? Obviously. If that if it's that way, yeah, they might win
1: like six games. But I don't. I feel like sometimes you got to be a little different.
0: I mean it's it's not too. I I take that back. It is pretty bold because Jacksonville is the odds-on favorite. They are minus one
1: fifty-five. I just don't see why though. I mean, I get how they finish the season. I get that. But if it wasn't for some of those like late-game comebacks like that, you 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 don't do that year after year. That stuff catches up with. Happened to
0: Minnesota last year. There's also more
1: tape on Trevor Lawrence. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just a hater because everyone loves them so much. But
0: I just like the fact that their offense on paper is really dynamic. But then you add Calvin Ridley to the mix. Now the only thing that it's going to ride on them is their defense. Can their defense, you know, level out with their offense? I think. I mean, I don't know too much about their defense, but I know they're. They were decent last year. Tennessee, though, I'm not, but I'm not going to laugh at your Tennessee pick too much <laughs> because, again, with just like Pittsburgh, they're well-coached.
1: You never know what's going to happen.
0: Mike Verbal, I think he looks like the Punisher. I think he is the real-life version of Frank Castle.
1: Always got the sleeveless vest on. I always respect
0: him. Like I, I think if instead of uh, who's the guy from The Walking Dead that plays the Punisher,
1: John Burnthal?
0: Yeah, I think you could have put Mike Verable in there and he would have probably
3: he would have fit that role.
0: But they're a team that's gonna play good defense, run the football.
3: I what? know there's a lot of question marks. Just, I know
1: it's definitely a hot take, but when so many expert, experts pick one team, I don't know, man. I, I see you, you gotta scared be scared money, don't make money, you know.
0: I feel you, I feel you. again, your your odds are gonna be crazy if you win. AFC West, will it be the year, the first time in seven years, that someone knocks off the Kansas City Chiefs, our Kansas City Chiefs? Can the Los Angeles Chargers rise to the occasion and meet everyone's expectations? Will the Las Vegas Raiders, no, no one cares about them. They're probably finishing last. Will the Denver Broncos, with a new regime,
3: Bounce back after last year's embarrassing season. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City
0: at minus 180 on FanDuel. Absolutely, 100%. They're, I just don't see. The Chargers are the only thing close. And the Chargers are kind of showing their age. Mike, or Kenan, Kenan Allen, he's in his 30s, I think. Mike Williams can't stay healthy, and he can't be consistent. Let's hope,
1: let's hope he at least stays healthy. I haven't been fans. <laughs> Come on. Their
0: defense, their defense is hit and miss. You know they have guys like Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, but they just never been able to piece things together. I just, I don't know if that. It comes down to coaching. Yeah,
1: they get hit with the injury bug too. A lot. They got a curse or something.
0: Man. A lot. I just don't. I could never trust Brandon Staley as the head coach. I've seen that man lose them too many ball games. So, Kansas City, AFC West, easy choice. I hope they win. That'd be eight straight. I don't know what a record is. I feel like New England probably holds it, but I feel like we're catching them. NFC East, this is another one that kind of is a toss up because it could go in a lot of different directions. Could Philadelphia repeat? I think so. They've lost quite a few players from the Super Bowl run last year the Cowboys can you ever really trust them on paper they look really good they had a top 10 defense last year their offense is obviously pretty dynamic when fully healthy the New York Giants kind of emerging but do you really trust Daniel Jones to lead them to the promised land
3: yeah also
1: is Saquon going to be healthy all year that too if Daniel Jones starts playing poorly they're going to have to rely on Saquon more he gets more touches you got to think, coming off his injuries, that can't be good either.
0: The Washington Commandos, a dark horse team. I wouldn't sleep on them. You have Eric Enemy as the offensive coordinator with Ron Rivera, who's a defensive-minded guy.
1: I heard he's mean, though. His players might not play well for
0: that. <laughs> yeah, if you're soft. Oh, for sure. They finished 3-0 in preseason. They may have found their quarterback in Sam Howe. I like the 1-2 punch at running back with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. The receivers, they really have an underrated receiving core. It starts with Scary Terry, then you have Curtis Samuel, and then Jaha Dotson, who was actually really good before he got hurt last year. I couldn't tell you who their tight end is. Their offensive line is actually decent. Their defense is the one question mark, and it shouldn't be a question mark given their defensive line. You have Montez Sweat, You have Montez Sweat, you have Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young. What happened to Chase Young? You know, the the hype he had coming into the NFL. Can he live up to the hype? I believe he's in a contract year. You know, that defensive line on paper, it's all world. But can they piece it together? Again, long story short, I'm sorry. I just got to give you guys a little bit of context. I feel like it has to be Philly. They're well coached. You had an MVP candidate last year. The stability at the quarterback position is number one. Then you have the offensive playmakers. They have a lot of athleticism on defense. The defensive line is still scary. The offensive line is still intact. I'm riding with them. Who you got? I hate
1: to say it, but I got the boys.
0: The boys, I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It was either them or the Eagles for me.
1: It's just the Eagles, they lose Miles Sanders. I think they were placed six starters on defense or seven? Seven. Yeah, I don't know. And they have a new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, right? I'm saying first year like that, That obviously they have a lot of talent. My thing is, though, that defense played extremely well last year. Against kind of a soft schedule. It can't be realistic to expect them to do that again. I mean, that, that would be shocking if they did. I hate their fans.
2: <laughs>
1: we beat them. I don't really care who wins. I think losing, getting rid of the Zeke with the Cowboys, at least that whole, I felt like that was just a weird, awkward distraction thing. Who gets the ball more? Who gets a majority of the carries? Now the Tony Pollard's obviously the RB1. I think that'll help. I thought they're in their offensive coach or or coordinator or coach say something about trying to make the offense a, a little more DAC friendly, I think was the quote that I saw. I believe so. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. They call it the NFC lease for their reason. I don't know. There's <laughs> a lot of question marks with a lot of those teams. I think yeah. I'll ride with it. I hate it, but I'll ride with it.
0: They had the top 10 defense last year. That offense, like I mentioned, when it's healthy, it is dynamic.
1: It all rides on Dak how efficient he's going to play. I think he had 30 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. He can't do that.
0: He did say his goal is to not throw more than 10.
1: Yeah, I know the argument is, well, if you throw off a couple interceptions, his stats are a lot different. Yeah, some of them. He's like an MVP candidate. Some
0: of them truly weren't his fault last year.
1: And I get that. But also, what if you take away a couple of those touchdowns too? You know? I don't know, man. I feel like he's been in the league long enough. I feel like if he had that clutch gene, they would have made a push yet. Yeah, I feel you like And they it. haven't. It. But with that defense, I mean, you never know. If the Eagles do, you know,
3: fall off a little bit. I don't know. NFC North. This is really pick your poison. Green Bay, obviously new era at quarterback. Detroit, surging
0: young team with a lot of young talent. Minnesota, some new faces, some lost people. Dalvin Cook was a big portion of their offense, but I think they're going to lean heavy on the
3: passing game. Chicago, there's a little bit of a potential there. Some young prospects, some key additions.
0: Could this be the time that they piece it together? They've been building for the past couple of years. This one is tough. This one is really tough. The odds-on favorite is Detroit at plus 145. And it's an easy pick because I like their coach, Dan Campbell. Stability at quarterback. I think I trust Jared Goff. Running back. I like their running backs. One-two punch of Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. I really love Amon Ross, St. Brown. But outside of that, what do they have on offense?
1: I picked them solely because of Amon Ra.
0: Oh, so you're riding with Detroit.
1: Egyptian mythology, dog, all the way. <laughs> it's I don't tough. I do think it'd be fun just because they've never really seen When's the last time they've seen, like, real success?
0: Yeah.
3: Not in our lifetime.
0: I kind of want to go with Green Bay a little bit. But then again, I don't know. Because I don't know what Jordan Love's going to be. Their defense is still decent. I like Christian Watson. I like Romeo Dobbs. They drafted a couple tight ends. You still have Aaron Jones, you still have AJ Dillon. Matt LaFleur, he's had success. Every
3: year he's been a head coach with Green Bay. Ah, it's this one's tough. This is, I can't come to a decision on this one. It's really tough.
0: I think this is why I just got picked blind. I don't know. Easy's Detroit, but really can Green Bay win it again. I feel like this is a, a division. Or Green Bay didn't win it last year. Minnesota won it last year. I don't think Minnesota
3: repeats. I really I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry fans. Who do I go with, Ryan?
2: It's difficult.
3: I just want to win money to be honest. For real. I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> I think I'll go with I'll go with Green Bay. Maybe. I might change it. I don't know. I'll go Green Bay right now. Lock me in for that right now. All right. GB.
0: NFC South, another toss-up. New Orleans did one thing about New Orleans' stability at quarterback. That's one thing that they have on the rest of the teams.
1: If he can stay healthy,
0: they, they also have the easiest schedule in the NFL, I believe, this season. Tough defense, some good playmakers on offense. Tampa, aging roster a little bit. They're definitely not the Super Bowl roster they were two years ago. Atlanta. Some young talent there, some guys that you like, some guys that are still really unproven. Carolina had a huge turnover offensively. New coaching staff, they got Frank Wright in there. Number one overall pick, Bryce Young. Their Don't defense. they
1: have the worst offensive line? I think they might. I believe it was the worst or the second from the worst.
0: Something like that. Probably or them or Chicago. The
1: preseason rankings, you know.
0: Them or Chicago. I feel like I might go New Orleans just because, again, quarterback play, the defense, the offensive playmakers, once Alvin Kamara gets going, I like Derek, Carr's, Derek Carr is good. He's not great. He's not bad. He's just good. You know, he's, he's slightly above league average.
1: Just don't ask him to do too much.
0: Yeah. And that division, it's not going to be strong. New Orleans doesn't have to win
3: 12 games; they don't have to win 11 games, but I think they get the job done. Who do you think? I have the Saints too. I know, like when you
1: see like all the like on ESPN and Fox Sports and everything, they're saying they're the dark horse to win that division. I don't know; I th- I still feel like they have some question marks. they missing the first three games. How's that gonna play out? Michael Thomas missed, I think, like forty out of fifty games or something crazy. Injury, also suspension. But I mean, he's well rested now. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like they always have a cool defense. I I just think it'd be a cool storyline for them to do really well. The Broncos do really bad. <laughs>
2: Only Sean because Payton. Of Sean Payton. Yeah, that would be pretty funny.
1: But that might just be me, you know me being a hater. But like you said, I don't feel like they have a lot to compete with.
0: Now, Do you a lot really of, see
1: the Panthers winning ten games?
0: I was gonna say. I was gonna say they're a dark horse. All that turnover, it has to count for something. It just depends on if they can gel together. A lot of the people, the popular pick is Atlanta. I don't I don't trust Atlanta though. So I feel like New Orleans is the safe pick. NFC West. I feel like this one's obvious. People are obviously gonna ride with San Francisco. Seattle. I would say don't sleep on them, especially with the addition of Jackson Smith and Jigba. The defense, they have a really good young secondary. Geno Smith, can't he keep it up again? Arizona's finishing last. They're probably going to be the first overall pick. I mentioned that when we were talking about Caleb Williams. The Rams, do the Rams bounce back? They're already riddled a little bit with injuries. Cooper Cup, their best player. The defense is aging. They lost Jalen Ramsey.
3: I don't trust, uh, they're not the same defense that they were. Matthew Stafford, can he be healthy? I'm going with Seattle. I'm going with Seattle. Very unpopular
0: pick, but I'm going with Seattle. I think Geno Smith, all he has to do is play within himself, do what he did last year. That offense has potential. I like Kenneth Walker. I like the running back they drafted this year. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. That's a really good receiving core. I think their defense gets a little
3: bit better. I'm riding with them over over San Francisco. Who you got? That's exactly who I have for the
1: same exact reason. I don't know. It's kind of weird. For some reason, I just want to see Geno Smith do really well.
3: I
0: agree. He's a good guy. I liked him at
3: West Virginia.
1: I also think... I'm rooting for the Seahawks so much just because I think it'd be cool to see
3: them do well. Without rest. Yeah. Now, this puts me, for me at least, I didn't count yours,
0: but this, for me at least, puts me at plus 129,888. Are my odds. Now, how much do I put down? Do I put two bucks? Do I put five bucks? Two bucks puts me at $2,500, Twenty-five hundred dollars, nearly twenty-six hundred dollars. Five bucks puts me at nearly sixty-five
3: hundred. That's that's a, that's a win. I like sixty-five hundred dollars. I don't know too many people that would turn that down. What do you think? What should I roll with? Ten. Ten. Yep. Twelve grand, nearly thirteen grand. I mean, you got to think, just don't eat out one time all year long.
0: Oh, I mean, like I said, I've already up 90 bucks in the last week and a half.
1: Oh, go for it then.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. You're
1: playing with winnings anyway.
0: Exactly. Go for it. That is the one thing, and I've said this multiple times. This is my philosophy when it comes to sports betting. And I feel like if you stick to this, some people may agree, some people may disagree. Obviously, people will say, you know, that's not a winning method. You're not going to win a lot of money doing that. And that may be true. But if you play smart, you play with your winnings, you pick smart bets, smart parlays, not some crazy parlays, do like two, three, five bucks at a time. It adds up. And then you continue to play with your winnings. And you don't lose. If you're not adding funds, you're winning. That is my philosophy.
3: That is my philosophy. Yeah, as long as you're having fun, too. Yeah, that too. Only pay. You know, don't bet with what you don't have. Exactly.
0: Live within your means. That is my advice.
1: If it adds more enjoyment to your life for like six months, like watching NFL betting on it, you're not like making any, you know, dipping into savings or anything to do it.
0: Yeah, don't do anything crazy.
1: Yeah, do we got to put that like 1-800 number on here now cause we <laughs> Talk we about sports gambling?
0: Yeah, 1-800 bets off don't forget to call them if you are feeling urges that you don't normally feel i'd advise you to call them
3: <laughs> no awards predictions we don't have to get too deep into this mvp coach of the year we'll we'll, we'll go with that mvp patrick mahomes always now they probably won't give it to him and i it, it's the the fatigue like what we
0: just saw in the nba Probably should have been Nikola Jokic. Not to say that Joel B didn't deserve it. He played really good. And I feel like it's kind of a little bit of recency bias, given Jokic's playoff run. It's not a playoff award, obviously, but I feel like it could be a situation like that. Mahomes well, puts up a good, another good stat line. Leads the Chiefs to a really good record, another division title with lesser weapons than he's had in his career. But, I mean, I don't know. There's probably going to be other candidates. I couldn't tell you. You know, this year is a little bit of a toss-up. You don't really know just because running back such a question mark for a lot of teams. I mean, just, you know, we talked about it, I believe, in episode 56, even though it was so long ago. But still yet, receivers receivers don't really win MVP.
3: Defensive players, you know, maybe Nick Bosa or Michael Parsons or somebody. I don't know. Coach of the year. There's some good candidates out there. I'd say you could go with Robert, Robert Sala of the Jets. You could probably go with Dennis Allen of the Saints, maybe Pete Carroll. I don't know if the Seahawks win the division. I'll roll it with Pete Carroll. I'm not putting any money on that one though. You going with Big Red? Yeah, Big Red. Only because they're going back to
1: back.
0: I mean I don't disagree. I feel you. like he
1: goes back to back. You got to give it to him.
0: I don't disagree with you. I feel like he. I mean, he's always should be in consideration for it. Again, he's not going to get it every year, but he needs to be a candidate every year
1: they go back to back i i feel like him and Mahomes definitely need those awards
0: now fantasy outlook i know this is something that we didn't get to talk to or talk to you all about during our hiatus and i have sincerely apologize because if you know me you know how passionate i am about fantasy football i sound very nerdy saying that I do not care. Say it with your chest. I no, do not care. I do not care.
1: It's not nerdy. It's your hobby. You like it.
0: I think it is a very fun hobby, and if you're around people that also enjoy it, it can make it a, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. If especially if you're in entertaining leagues, and if you have rivals.
3: Well, yeah. Oh, ah. <laughs> dude, you. T-
0: Shout out Jaden Leonard, if you're listening, dude. You're just gonna catch an L.
1: You two are off the wall. I'm not gonna get into it too far, but a 2K game. I don't know, like a decade ago, and they've been at it ever since. Many it's moves, legendary. Ago.
0: But I don't, we're not. We won't dive too much into fantasy football, just because I mean the season's already starting. Most of you have all have had your fantasy drafts. I wish I could have given you guys some expertise on who to draft and how to draft. I apologize. I wasn't here for it. Ryan wasn't either.
1: Yeah, but next week, though, or next episode, you know, hopefully it won't be a month and a half. We can always give them waiver wire, people to, you know, keep an eye out for if injuries pop up.
0: That's a good point. We can kind of go through our teams, though. So we'll stick to mainly the league, your league, that you're the commissioner of. So my team, for instance, I have Jalen Hurts as my quarterback. I was very happy to get him. Austin Eckler was my first overall pick. Brian Robinson is my second running back. This is the PPR league, that's why. I have Jalen Waddle as my number one receiver. Christian Watson, I'm high on this year. TJ Hawkinson's my tight end. Brandon Ayuk is my flex. Ravens defense, I got late. Greg Zerline of the Jets, I got late. I feel like he could have great value because that Jets offense should be very improved this year. Dalvin, or not Dalvin Cook, James Cook is another running back I have. Danny Dimes is my backup quarterback. Gabe Davis solid number two receiver on my bench. Jarek McKinnon, oh my goodness, I was so happy he fell to me. Very, very, very good PPR running back. Kadarius Toney, who does not have an injury designation anymore, is another receiver on my bench. Jawan Johnson, a tight end for the New Orleans Saints. If you follow Derek Carr in Vegas or in his time in Oakland, Who was his tight end there? Waller. Waller. He has a connection with tight ends. Jawan Johnson is a sleeper this year. Van Jefferson is who I snagged in the last round of the draft.
3: For obvious reasons. Cooper Cup. Injured. That when the Rams don't throw to Cooper Cup,
0: the offense is a little wonky. You got to rely on Van Jefferson this year. So... I think he adds he has value in the very, very late rounds of the draft.
3: How's your team looking running? We're going with the one I'm the commissioner of, right? Yeah. Well, I went against all the
1: experts. I was the number one pick. I was so nervous. I've never been the number one pick. I didn't really strategize for that. I was like You know, you try and get your tiers together of who you're gonna pick, so I always assume Everyone in our league local, so I always just assume, you know, I'm never gonna get Kelsey, never gonna get Pacheco, never gonna get Mahomes. I might find some of their more like unproven wide receivers. Went against the grain and took Travis Kelsey number one and I'm I might be a jinx. That's why I've said before on the podcast and I've told you before, that's why I don't draft Chiefs players.
0: I was gonna send you a text message to make you feel bad, but yeah. I knew you I knew you probably were already feeling it.
1: Oh, yeah. It's hard in fantasy. Like Obviously, I'm a Chiefs fan. Always have been. But I tried to let some of that go with my picks. So I have Justin Herbert, QB, Josh Jacob. I know with the holdout, who knows how he's going to do. I feel like everyone acts like Dalvin Cook's just going to fall off the cliff.
0: I was nervous to draft him.
1: Like He had crazy numbers last year, and you got to think they had 11 fourth-quarter comebacks or something crazy like that. So he wasn't even really utilized in the fourth quarter or the second half, really. And with Brees Hall coming off the ACL, they're not going to risk their rookie running back like that. Their coach, whatever his name is, I always mess it up. It doesn't matter. But they said they're going to kind of have like a,
3: I guess it's two people, so it's not a committee. But split. A split. I don't know. T. Higgins. I like T. Higgins. D.J.
1: Moore. With Judy being out at least four weeks with a hamstring injury, I feel like hamstring injuries are weird. Because that four weeks could be six to eight weeks. I don't know when their buy is, so I went ahead and drafted Hate the Broncos by Cortland Sutton anyway. Mm. Picked up the Saints' D. Justin Tucker is my kicker.
0: Can't go wrong with him.
1: I picked up Michael Thomas anyway.
0: He'll get targets.
1: It's one of those. Like I had to pick up, I don't even know how to pronounce the name, Sam Laporta. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but with Travis Kelsey. Being questionable, is he going to play? Is he not? Why risk it week one, especially given his
3: age and how important he is to our success? That's the tight end. Who? Sam La- Sam LaQuarta. Yeah. For who? What? Who? Oh, for the Lions. Oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: I, I mean, I didn't me have, in.
1: have another tight end, so I was like, well, I mean, I had to do something.
0: No, Gray wasn't out
3: there. No, and then the like, cow. Well, Paul Paul's in the league. No,
1: can't. You know, Chiefs fans in, are in the league. They're going to take those guys. I don't, For some reason, the Cowboys defense was still on there. So I was like, well, trade bait might as well. Rasheed Rice, I like that, especially with Jonathan Taylor being out. I went ahead and picked up Evan Hole. They're going to have running back by committee.
0: He's a solid running back.
1: I don't know. I feel like he could get some touches. I mean, obviously, he's not in my starting lineup yet.
0: That offense is going to be so unproven that they'll probably just... See who can produce.
3: I think he. I think solid backup pick. That's basically my team. How are you feeling about it? You don't. Uh, from what you
0: said, you don't seem too confident.
1: I. Uh, I have Khalil Herbert too. I know Chicago's kind of weird. I like him. Oh. I mean, obviously having Kelsey out, that is. I mean, I'm already projected to lose. I feel like the team in your league I drafted is a whole lot better or has a higher upside, but. You never know what could happen in fantasy. Either way, I have so much fun playing playing it, win or lose, as long as I don't get beat by you or Jaden. I'm good.
0: <laughs> you can't really base my it. my girlfriend,
1: dog. How yeah. crazy is that?
0: Yeah, you can't really base things off projections. It, it, it's just kind of something you got to trust. All the experts, I mean, they've been wrong before.
1: Yeah, they're wrong all the time and still get paid for it. I'm not getting paid for it, so if I'm wrong, I'm not losing too much sleep over it.
0: So now, as we wrap up the NFL, it, are part of this. We've been we've been talking about the NFL a lot, and for good reason. This this is a big time of the year. If you can't tell, I apologize if we haven't gotten into anything else. But to wrap up the NFL segment, Chiefs versus Lions preview. We all know the obvious storylines heading into this game. Likely without Chris Jones, he's still holding out. He was in Kansas City today, the Ronald McDonald House. Doing some charity work. Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee yesterday in practice. Ryan.
3: I'm not saying it's my fault, but
1: it's probably my fault.
0: <laughs> so I mean, those are obviously the two biggest storylines. Kadarius Tony, as I mentioned, is back. Those those are the storylines though. The lions, they're riding high. They beat the Packers at the end of the season last year. They're a team that could
3: have made the playoffs. A few games away. Keys to victory. If you're the Lions, I don't know how you contain this offense. I know the wide receiver group is
0: very, very unproven. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is our pseudo number one receiver. After that is probably Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, probably between those two. But if you are the defense, you have to get the Chiefs to play out of their game plan. If you can somehow come up with a defensive game plan like how Tennessee has played us or how Indianapolis has played us, maybe you have a chance.
1: It seems like we always play down to our competition.
0: This This is a defense that gave up a lot of points last year, though. Towards the end of the year, I think they started to figure it out a little bit. You have guys like Aiden Hutchinson, who was a top pick a couple years ago. No, he was a rookie last year. But I'm just not sold on their defense, and people can flip it right back around on us and say, "Oh, I'm not sold on the Chiefs' defense without Chris Jones." It's a fair point. I think this is a Chiefs' defense, though, that whenever they're doubted, they rise up to the occasion. You still have, without Chris Jones, you still have guys like Nick Bolton, Trent McDuffie, Le'Jarius Sneed. If he's healthy, I think he should be. George Karlaftis has shown a lot. There's still a few guys. The young secondary: Brian Cook, Justin Reed, Willie Gay. Willie Gay's got to step up. Derek Nottie has been with the team through all the success. So I mean, there's still solid guys there for the Lions. Though I think if, for the Lions, if the Lions are to win from an offensive standpoint, from the defensive standpoint, I don't think that they're really gonna have they're gonna have trouble trying to slow the Chiefs' offense down.
1: It's gonna be a shootout.
0: Yeah. From an offensive standpoint for the Lions, obviously you have to, you have to get amon Ross St. Brown the ball as much as possible. But the key to victory for them offensively, if they get their one-two punch of David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs going, they run the ball very effectively and control the clock and get Jameer Gibbs going in the receiving game, I think the Chiefs could be in trouble.
1: Hopefully, Sam Laporta goes for a buck 25. That would be kind of cool. But other <laughs> but than that.
0: I've never heard of him.
1: No, nah, neither have I, man. It's, it's rough.
0: Chiefs keys to victory. I think you have to put your best. Whoever you trust in your secondary, you have to put them on Amara Ross St. Brown. I think if you eliminate him from the passing game, the Lions could be in a little bit of trouble. If you can get pressure with four. Without Chris Jones, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to count on four guys to really step up because you can't blitz a whole lot. The lines will probably surprise people and try to pass it a little bit, so you can't blitz a whole lot. But if you do blitz, you got to get home. But if you can, if you can get pressure with four, and somehow get a double coverage on Alvin Ross, St. Brown, and take him out of the equation a little bit, or at least limit him to maybe five catches and less than. 70 yards less than 65 yards i think the chiefs win if you can hold them to under their team that is going to like to run the ball dan campbell he's an old school coach he emphasized that they're going to run the ball this year they have david montgomery's a bruiser jameer gibbs is very dynamic very explosive i think if you can hold them under a hundred yards rushing i like our chances.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we get the ball, we put up points fast, you know. We can protect Patrick, even without Kelsey. I know the cool thing is, though, with a with a young receiving core like that, that really hasn't proven a whole lot, there's a lot of different weapons that
3: don't have a lot of film to look out for. That is true. Also, if we can score early, that's going to take out the running game like that. If we
1: can just keep putting up points,
0: yeah, you have to score on every drive.
1: I mean, last time we, you know Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff were in a shootout, I mean, that didn't really go well for us, but it was still one of the greatest games I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was arguably one of the greatest games ever. But that was also the Rams' defense.
1: True. Yeah, guys like and Aaron Donald. It was Donald. in L.A., even yeah. though it was supposed to be in whatever. But Mexico yeah, City. Yeah, that was like five years ago, whatever.
0: Yeah. Chiefs' key to the victory. I think if you get Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon going, even Clyde, if Clyde can produce and you get a little bit out of the running game, they're obviously going to drop a lot of people into coverage. They're probably going to try to rush four, drop seven into coverage, play a lot of zone defense, play a lot, probably probably play a lot of man defense because they don't respect us. Which at that point, you could get mismatches with your running backs. Jarek McKinnon, as I mentioned, and then Patrick Mahomes, his legs. Can he be effective with his legs? Smart though, in a situation where he doesn't put himself in harm's way. I think if they can run the football effectively with Isaiah Pacheco, Jerick McKinnon, I really like our chances, especially because Isaiah Pacheco is explosive once he gets going. Offensively, and he's not injured. Yeah, and he's healthy.
1: For once, knock, knock on wood, I didn't draft him. Yeah. Well, in your league I did, but he should be good.
0: He's healthy, I believe. Wait,
1: did I? I think I did.
0: Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He's 5-0 and in opening week, in opening day games. I believe he has over like 1,200 yards passing. He hasn't thrown in any interceptions. Knock on wood. Hope that didn't just jinx him.
3: But he is basically just unbelievable in opening week games. Andy Reid
0: has had a lot of time to prepare for the Lions. I know the Chiefs are going to be a little bit short-handed, but we're going to start week one picks with this. Chiefs win. It'll be a lot of people are picking a shootout. The over/under is 53 and a half points. It could very well reach that, but I'm going with the Chiefs. It's not going to be easy, by any means. Chiefs are four and a half point favorites. The line has swung a little bit with more news that's come out. Chiefs win though. You're you're raising that banner. You're selling out the crowd. They're going for the largest tailgate and. In the history, their Guinness Book of World Records is going to be there. There's,
3: I just don't see them losing in that environment. I don't know who you're going with. Chiefs. All day. Sunday. Texans, Ravens. Ravens.
0: Ravens. Bengals, Browns.
1: Browns. At Browns, going Browns.
0: The upset pick.
1: Yep. Got that on a parlay. <laughs>
0: Bengals did get upset in Week One last year. Pittsburgh did surprise them,
3: but I'm going Cleveland. I don't, I don't really trust. Or did, did I say Cleveland? Sorry. I don't know. I was riding high on my pick. I already doubting myself. I'm going Cincinnati. Vikings, Buccaneers, Bucks. I might roll with the Bucks on with you on that one. I think they might upset the Vikings in Minnesota.
0: Titans-Saints. Will be a closer game than what people think it is. But I'm going Saints.
3: I have the Saints as well.
0: Falcons-Panthers. I'm going to go Panthers with the upset.
1: I have Falcons winning that. It's part of the parlay. I
3: can't. Jags-Colts. Jaguars. Jags. Steelers-49ers. Your Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, I
1: got them in that parlay too, man. I kind of figured. Do we open these yet or do we wait? Let's do it. I'm going for it. I got Peach Perfect, whatever that means.
0: We got part two of the monsters. The Beast Unleashed. I have Mean Green. So 49ers Steelers, I'm going 49ers. 49ers are going to be extra motivated, motivated, I believe, after falling short of the NFC Championship game. Cardinals, Commanders, going Commanders.
3: Commanders. Hey, quick shout out! Don't buy. the Terrible! Don't do it. You didn't like that one. Awful! They're all awful. So the mean
0: green is the traditional. Green. Kyle monster. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you you know what you're getting in this one. It's not bad.
1: Yeah, I've I've drank but like one in a sip, and I already want to want to punch a hole in a wall. You know.
0: Oh shit! Oop. You know white out. dudes
1: drink a monsters, dude. They're wild.
0: Gotta bleep that out. I apologize for that one. Raiders Broncos. Do you trust Sean Payton and his No, he's grimy. His debut as his Denver Bronco.
1: They're also missing their wide receiver number one, too. Ooh, that is but true. But then again, Josh Jacobs, you know, sitting out. It feels like those guys when they come back late like that never really produce, but do they
3: really have anything to fear? That one's a toss up. Where's it at? Denver. Nice. I'll go Denver. I'm gonna go Raiders. I'll go Raiders. Somehow, I hope they both lose. Yeah, Double a
0: tie, a tie yeah. would be ideal. Chargers Dolphins. This is a good one.
3: One of the one of the better afternoon games on Sunday. The Sunday night game last year was drama filled. It's in LA. I will go Dolphins. The upset. I'm going dolphins just because I picked them
1: to win the win the division anyway, so.
0: Eagles, Patriots. I'm gonna go Eagles.
1: Yeah, Eagles. That's trash.
0: Packers, Bears. Chicago's a one point favorite in Chicago. New era in Green Bay, as I mentioned earlier. Bears have the young talent potential. Potential is there.
1: I don't know if I'm a casual. Who's Green Bay's wide receiver number one now?
0: Christian Watson. He's um, a little banged up this week.
1: Unproven quarterback.
0: I'll go Bears.
1: Probably Bears at home.
0: I'll go Bears. Shout out to my fiance.
3: Rams, Seahawks. I'm going to Seattle. Yep. Cowboys, Giants, Sunday Night Football. First Sunday Night Football game of the season. In New York. Does Danny Dimes upset the Cowboys?
0: I'm going to go Giants. I'm going to go Giants. I think they upset them. I think it'll be hilarious, too.
3: i got to open up Vandal real quick, see who I picked. I don't want to be switching back and forth. What for the Sunday night matchup? Yeah, they're part of the parlay. Ooh. A giant.
0: Ah, see, we're on the same page. Monday night football. Hall. Bills and Jets starting it off with a banger. That was a great Monday Night Football game.
3: The Aaron Rodgers era begins in New York on Monday Night Football. I'll go Bills. I'm going Bills. I'm playing against Aaron Rodgers this week. I, just, I
0: have to see how they play first. I have
1: to. That offensive line, especially, how old is Aaron Rodgers?
0: 39.
1: Oh, dang it, I was going to say 38. That dude's old with an O-line that cannot block me. <laughs> I don't know if they intensified how bad they were just like on hard knocks or if they were basing that off last season's pressures and sacks and stuff, but I don't know. He's not very mobile either.
3: He's underrated. I mean, he, he's he, he's underrated. He's underrated. Mobile almost needs
1: a walker. <laughs> I'll
0: uh, give him a little bit more credit than that.
1: At this point, I don't know. I'll probably be at work, so I just hope it's a good game.
3: All right. Well, that wraps up the NFL. Again, that's
0: an hour of the episode, but for good reason. The NFL is it's a big deal, man. NFL rules all. It just does. But we'll keep it on the gridiron. College football. Week one recap. Colorado and Coach
3: Prime, they just stole headlines. Shocking. They shocked the world. And really, I feel cringe saying that
0: because that's not the same TCU team from last year. But then again, you have to give Colorado credit because they were a one-win team last year. And Deion Sanders completely turned over that roster.
1: Yeah. I was surprised. I I mean, weren't they like on some sporting apps, 20-point dogs? Yes. And up to 30-point dogs?
0: I don't think that high, but there were at least two to three score underdogs.
1: I saw some crazy stuff for them to win. I I think that's pretty crazy.
0: If you hit on the money line on Colorado, kudos to you. Kudos to you.
3: I can't bet college, man. That stuff makes me nervous.
0: It's tricky, but I've won some
3: money off of it. I've never won or lost. So, so really you're winning. Technically undefeated. Hunter, Travis
0: Hunter and Shador Sanders, they've received high praise. Shador Sanders, I actually saw something. I don't know how true it is. So I saw this on Twitter. He is now, Shador Sanders is now projected to make $3.8 million off of NIL this season. After one game. After one game. He's already, I believe he has a sponsorship deal with Tom Brady's brand. Not So Tom Brady is with Under Armour, but Tom Brady has his own brand. Kind of like how Steph Curry has his own brand with Under Armour. Yeah. Shador Sanders was one of the key athletes part of that because now college
3: athletes are able to do that. For example, um, Paige Bukers of Connecticut. You know I'm bad with team. The Hooper, you know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah, I leave that to you. She, I think,
0: recently signed a deal with Nike. So, Shador Sanders has a similar deal with Under Armour, I believe, even though Colorado's a Nike school. I don't know how that works, but I think he had something to do with that. I think he had beefs by Dre, but still, Shador Sanders is going to be rolling in NIL money. Another—one of the some more headlines of Week 1, Duke and Florida State made statements for the ACC. Duke upset Clemson Monday night on Labor Day. Clemson was number nine in the country, I believe, lost 28-7 to to Duke. Kansas beat Duke last year. Right, now, now, it was a close game, but... Win's win. Yeah, nonetheless, we still won. Florida State. Now, the funny thing about the Florida State and LSU game, I wanted to bet on it so bad because it looked like it was such a good game. Because I remember last year's game in 2022, I watched it, and I watched it at the end. When it was back and forth, LSU came back. They had the field goal, I believe it was a PAT, or it a field goal or a PAT to win it. And it gets blocked and Florida State wins. I remember watching that. I'm like, man, that was one of the best college football games I've ever seen. Both teams returned a lot of key starters. And on paper, it looked like it was going to be another great game to open the college football season. And I truly did not know who to pick. Part of me wanted to say Florida State because they won last year. I thought they had a little bit of a better offense. So I kind of kept it on the back burner. I was watching and watching and watching. The whole first half, it was evenly matched. And then at halftime, I was like, I got to pick somebody. So I stuck with my gut. I picked Florida State. Florida State goes on to win. Forty
3: five to twenty four or
1: whatever it was, or forty five
0: to thirty four, or I don't know. Why didn't you text me, man? Yeah, I, I, it was, it was a coin toss, dude. I truly did not know, but I, I, I gut told me Florida State, and they ended up winning.
1: Always trust stressed.
0: At halftime, I was like, they have two receivers, one six seven, another one six three or six four, and LSU had no answer for them. I was like, they. Florida State has to go to those guys, and they got to get the ground game going. If they do those two things, they win. What did they do? Lo and behold.
1: That's why they call you Coach Tino B. (laughs) That's what you are on my phone.
0: So those were were some of the headlines from week one. It was pretty exciting. Some people didn't really care for the primetime matchups. I couldn't tell you what the Saturday one was. This week two should be a little bit better.
1: I've been so wrapped up in fantasy. (laughs) I know that's nerdy, dude,
3: but. It's been hard to keep up with anything else. So after we recap week one, we can take a look at the top ten in the AP poll. We
0: have Georgia still at number one, even though they didn't really play anybody. Michigan is at number two. Alabama number three. Florida State moves up four spots to number four in the country. Ohio State at number five. USC at number six. Penn State at number seven. The University of
3: Washington at number eight. Interesting. Number nine is Tennessee, and number 10 is Notre Dame. I think it's pretty accurate as of right now. I feel like Utah should be a little bit
0: higher after what they did to Florida. Maybe Oregon has a case after they put up 80 points. Yeah.
1: You see that mascot doing push-ups,
3: dude? Oh, my
0: goodness. Breh. Oh, my goodness.
3: He did them, too. I wonder if he had a chest strain. Uh, he's he's going to be on the pup list now. Yeah. So, along with college football that plays into the gridiron part of four-top sports soccer.
0: Well, okay. I got to pump the brakes a little bit. We got to talk some KU football, right?
1: I was
3: hoping. Yeah. I was going to say, dang.
0: KU opened the season against Missouri State. Final score of that game. Jayhawks win. 48 to 17. Jalen Daniels didn't play, but Jason Bean, he he delivered. He did all right. 22 of 28, 276 yards, two touchdowns. Real deal, Devin Neal. Product Lawrence, Kansas, 94 yards rushing. Jayhawks run for a team, a team, not a team high, but Team combined. team combined, 245 yards and four touchdowns. Defense played pretty well the second half. The one thing I will say, I didn't like how they started off so slow offensively. and Maybe that was due to Jason Bean,
3: but then again, that guy's been around, so I feel like there's no excuse. Nonetheless, the Jayhawks still pulled it out. 48 points, landslide pulled. I think they're, I trust him. I think he's
0: doing good things. Big game against this week, week two, another Friday night game, the blackout. I don't know if you guys listening have seen the uniforms, and may, maybe you're a KU fan, maybe you're not, but I'm a little biased. Those blackout uniforms are
3: something nice. Oh, must cop. Speaking of, I just realized this. Why is KU
0: basketball never gone that route?
1: I don't know. Jalen Wilson had the exact same question. Did he? Yeah, something like that.
0: I just now thought about that. They've never they never really had anything like that.
1: Did you see a lot of those dudes were at the booth?
0: Yeah, I did. That was cool to see. That's Christian awesome. Brown, too. Yep. 2023 NBA champion Christian Brown was in attendance at the booth. Pack the booth again against Illinois. It's going to be a big game. KU's favored by three points. This is going to be a test first test of the season. Illinois is a comparable opponent. They were had a good defense last year. Believe they finished with a good record. They went to the they went to a bowl game last year. They're pretty solid.
3: It's going to be a big test for KU week 2. Got to go Jayhawks though. Always. I'm trying to be realistic.
1: I understand they've pretty much been the worst Division 1 program ever. But seeing all these upsets week 1 it gives me hope.
0: They're just—they're a team that I feel like you can trust this year, though. They returned—I want to say—18
3: to 20 starters from last year. I mean, that's stability, along with a head coach that has
0: had success, and again, quarterback. If you have stability at quarterback, you will go a long way. He, Chandler Daniels, was the preseason big 12 offensive player of the year he is supposed to be healthy for this game i believe he had back pain back spasms for week one yeah
1: something weird like that
0: so that was kind of a shocker but he's supposed to play so we'll see but the jayhawks win against illinois that leads into our week two picks for the top 25 college football we start off georgia ball state easy (laughs) georgia 42 point favorites (laughs)
1: no That's not even right, man.
0: Ohio State, Youngstown State, Battle of Ohio, Ohio State, easy picks. Most of these beginning of the season are easy picks. I'm, I'm assuming you're just going to ride with me on some of these. Yeah. Delaware versus Penn State. Again, easy. Delaware. or <laughs> No. <laughs> Dude. Penn State, Penn State. Notre Dame, NC State. Now, this is actually a decent matchup. This is an 11 o'clock game on ABC. This is a game I might tune into. I'm going to go with Notre Dame, but would not be surprised if NC State upset them. NC State has a solid defense.
1: Well, if you have any bets, man, let me know.
0: I got you. Utah versus Baylor. Baylor just fumbled the bag against Texas State, so I'm definitely going Utah, especially after Utah beat Florida. Yeah. Troy versus Kansas State. I wish Kansas State would get upset in Manhattan. I would love nothing more than that, but Kansas State's going to win that
1: game. I hope we don't have any K-State listeners. I'm just going to say that now.
0: If if we do, we appreciate you for listening. I don't. But we do not like you guys. At all. K-State's going to win, though. The number 22-ranked Colorado Buffalo against Nebraska.
1: That bumped them all the way up to
0: 22. It did, which I was a little surprised about.
1: That's crazy.
0: Not necessarily a fan of it, but I get it. The media hype. I
1: mean, that was a crazy win. I I mean,
3: maybe I'm just a hater. I'll go Colorado. I think they beat Nebraska. Nebraska is not very good. You, rode, you riding with Coach Prime? No. No? you go Nebraska upset. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: I'll get on FanDuel before I leave and we'll... We'll
0: figure that out. Okay. Number 25, ranked Clemson against Charleston South, Southern. I'll go with
2: Clemson. Yeah.
0: Michigan versus UNLV, Michigan. Now, here's a decent one. Ole Miss versus Tulane. Number 20 versus 24. Both are 1-0. and 0. Ole Miss is 7.5-point favorites, but it's in Tulane, in New Orleans.
1: I'll go Tulane just because that sounds... Like, it'd be just a weird up, like, I'm, I don't know, only a four-spot difference, but still an upset, though.
0: They upset USC in the Cotton Bowl. I'd go with it. Fun fact, I think I mentioned it last year. My dad knows the head coach of Tulane.
1: Really? Papa Bernal.
0: Willie Fritz. My dad is a, was a painter in the union, works with Willie Fritz's brother, Harry, Harry Fritz.
2: Hmm.
3: So we know Willie Fritz. In a way. I'll ride with Tulane. Miami versus Texas A&M. This has been a good
0: battle the last couple of years. I think they played each other early in the season. I, think they, I know for sure they did last year. Miami won last year, I want to say. Texas A&M has received a lot of hype. They're four and a half point favorites. It's in the U. I'll
1: go with the U just because of that wild Australian punter or whatever he is.
0: Oh, yeah, the dude's tatted up.
1: That dude, he's like a 30-year-old freshman. Yeah, bro. he is. No, no he I'll literally is. I always go is. with the U just because it sounds cool.
3: I'll go
0: Miami with upset as well. I'm with you on that.
1: I obviously know very little about college football It's fun to, out, outside of KU.
0: It's fun to pick on, though, right?
1: Well, I've never done it, like I said, but I might have to start listening to you a little bit.
0: Washington versus Tulsa. will go Washington. Washington is thirty and 35-point favorites. Tennessee versus Austin P, Tennessee, North Carolina versus Appalachian State. I know what you're thinking. Obviously, North Carolina. But Appalachian State was a tough team last year, and they surprised a few people. I believe they beat Texas A&M. In years past, they've beaten some ranked opponents.
1: I do always go against UNC. I don't care who they're playing.
3: I'm going to go with UNC, though. I get why. I get why. I respect it. You're probably picking smart. Oklahoma versus SMU. I don't think Oklahoma put 73 points on SMU. But
0: I think the Sooners still win. I go SMU. Upset in Norman. For okay. sure. Okay. I'm going with it. We have Lafayette versus Duke. Can Duke stay hot? I think they do. 2-0. and
3: Yeah, I'll go with it.
0: Now the marquee matchup of week two. We have the Alabama Crimson Tide hosting the Texas Longhorns. Last year's game went down to the wire. Alabama
3: barely pulled it out. Put Bryce Young. They don't have Bryce Young this year. It's in Tuscaloosa. Tough environment to play in. I'm a little torn. I think we'll still go Bama, though. Texas forever. Oh, no. Not the
0: Longhorns.
1: No, so I'm not slurring my words. It's just hard to hold this mic. Don't judge me.
0: (laughs) Oregon versus Texas Tech. I'm going to go Oregon.
3: I'll rock with it.
0: LSU versus Grambling. I'm going to go LSU. Wisconsin versus Washington State. I'll go Washington, I guess. They're six-point favorites. Florida State versus Southern Miss. Florida State. Oregon State versus UC Davis, Oregon State. USC versus Stanford. Stanford always gives USC trouble for whatever reason, but I'm going to go USC.
1: Bunch of future accounts.
0: That is true. (laughs) Entrepreneurs for sure. All right. As we get towards the end of episode 57 of Bar Top Sports Talk, we'll quickly go through MLB. We mentioned that we are getting closer to playoff time. It will be postseason. The wild card races are heating up. Ryan, I know you haven't really paid too much attention to it.
1: Now, when I saw we're still on pace for the worst record in Royals history, I was like, nah. Yeah. I'll stick with fantasy football right now.
0: Obviously, if you're a Royals fan, you have no dog in the fight. So, you're probably not too excited. But, if you're a fan of baseball, there's a little bit to be excited about. I think this is week 23 power rankings. It could be week 24. Don't judge me, but I think it's one of the two. But either way, the Atlanta Braves are the number one team in baseball. They came off a big series against the Dodgers and won three out of four games. I think they made a statement in Los Angeles. Could be an NLCS preview. The Baltimore Orioles, they've been a very fun team to watch this year. After last season, just missing the playoffs, they're the number two team in baseball right now. The Los Angeles Dodgers have prevailed after kind of a slow start of the season, they're the number three team in baseball, Tampa Bay Rays, they're sliding a little bit after the Wander Franco fiasco. Ryan, are you familiar with that one? No, sir. Oh, man. In So Wander Franco, he is 21, 22, was messing around with a 14-year-old girl, allegedly. Oh. Yeah. We won't get too much into it, but, yeah, the Tampa Bay Rays, that was their, he was the MVP candidate before all of that.
1: Wait, how old is this dude? He's, 20,
0: just, he's just
1: 21 have... or
0: 22. Oh.
1: Yeah. Is he going to cop a charge?
0: Absolutely. I mean, rightfully so.
1: Oh, so he's, like, for sure guilty, guilty. This isn't just, like, a tarnish his legacy, trying to get money outside of like, baseball type of thing. I'm un- completely unfamiliar with the situation. Well. I'm just asking because you obviously know more than I do.
0: Technically, he's due. He's he gets due process, but I feel like he's guilty. Seattle Mariners are number five. Milwaukee Brewers are number six. I don't think that should be it. Houston Astros should be above the Milwaukee Brewers. I think the Philadelphia Phillies should be over the Milwaukee Brewers. Texas Rangers are number nine. Toronto Blue Jays round off the top ten. I think that's pretty. Pretty accurate. We can take a look at the MLB standings. We have the Baltimore Orioles leading the AL East by three and a half games. Minnesota, even though they are first place in the AL Central, we all know how the AL Central is. So, do we take the Minnesota Twins serious? No. The AL West is going to be a very, very exciting race to watch as we get closer to the end of the season. The National League. The Atlanta Braves are running away with the NL East. Philadelphia, though, the World Series runner-ups are in second place. They're in the wild-card race. Milwaukee, as I mentioned, they're in first place with the NL Central. But the Chicago Cubs are a half game back. They came back. They were, I think, like at one point 10 games below 500 probably a month ago, and now they've come back. Does your
1: fiance root for them, too? Yes, she does. Oh, that's cool then.
0: So she yeah, she's happy. It's an exciting time for her. Los Angeles Dodgers have gained complete control of the NL Central or the NL West over the last month and a half. They were just on fire in August. there's no other way to describe it. We can take a look at the wild card real quick. In the AL, you have the Tampa Bay Rays, the Seattle Mariners and the Texas Rangers this is the three teams. The Toronto Blue Jays are on the heels of the Texas Rangers. The NL wild card. You had the Philadelphia Phillies, the Chicago Cubs, and the Cincinnati Reds as the three teams. I think it'll stay that way. The Miami Marlins are on the heels of the Cincinnati Reds, though. I hope the Cincinnati Reds make it because they are an exciting young team. L.A. De La Cruz, I know you had to see highlights of him.
1: No, not really. Wow. I've been so wrapped up in fantasy and work, dude.
3: I mean, fair enough, but you are missing... I won't say
0: generational talent, but he is very fun to watch. We'll go players of the week from this last week of baseball. You have Luis Gifo. He went 11 out of 25 for batting average of 440, three home runs, seven RBIs. He plays for the Angels. Trey Turner went 11 for 26, 423 average, six home runs, 14 RBIs. He has the Philadelphia Phillies red hot right now. Fun fact about him, He's on paternity leave, but the funny thing about him, guess what happened nine months ago?
3: What? He signed his $300 million contract with the Phillies in the off season, and now he's supposed to have a kid. <laughs> Damn. So, I mean, he's kind of telling on himself right there, a little bit, a little funny. We have the August Players
0: of the Month, Julio Rodriguez. Just was unbelievable in the month of August. 429 batting average, 1.198 OPS, 7 home runs, 30 RBIs, 11 stolen base. Mookie Betts, again, he's probably overtaken Ronald Acuna as the NL MVP favorite. He had a 455 batting average in August, a 1.355 OPS, 11 home runs, 30 RBIs,
3: 51 total hits those are the AL and NL players of the month for August.
0: Pitchers of the week or no pitchers of the month. You'll be happy about this one, Ryan. Cole Reagan's of the Kansas City Royals was the pitcher of the month. 3 and 1, 1.72 ERA, 53 Ks. He's the first Royals pitcher
3: to win the award since Zach Grinke in 2009. That is shocking. Yes.
0: Freddy Peralta on the NL side. He was 5-0, and or two ten ERA,
3: 46 Ks. And then you also have your Rookies of the Month.
2: You had, um, that doesn't really matter. I'll take that off.
3: I believe that is all we have for the MLB. The Royals, I think they found, it's bros update.
0: Bobby Wood Jr. has been phenomenal in the last part of the season. Cole Reagans has really been the story lately, though. The He's not a rookie, but he's the 25-year-old lefty that we traded for in the Aroldis Chapman trade. He's been phenomenal. There's a serious question. Could he be our ace next year over Brady Singer? It's looking like if he continues to be how he's been the rest of the season, I think he could very well be our opening day starter. A lot of people are high on him. For him to win the AL Pitcher of the Month, that's got to mean something. That's all we have for baseball for right now. Next week, we'll talk more about MVP candidates, a little bit more of a deeper dive into the power rankings as far as playoff teams. but. We'll have more baseball for you for then for episode 58. FIBA World Cup. I know you want to talk about this, Ryan. A little bit of basketball in this episode.
3: To end episode 57. The remaining teams we have Serbia. We have Canada.
0: Canada, oh, Canada. And we have Germany and the United States. We have Canada versus, versus Serbia. And one of the semifinal round. And then we have Germany and the United States. Some really good teams. That's going to be an exciting semifinal round. Both games take place on Friday. Well, unfortunate part, I think that they're taking place in what? Where is, it? Where is the FIBA World Cup taking place? I have no clue. I think it's in Asia. I want to say. So That's a can- lot of area though. Yeah, so Canada and Serbia they play at 3:30 a.m. <laughs> Central Standard Time. The United States
3: and Germany play at 7:30. So not as bad. Team Canada worries me. I don't know how you
0: feel. But Team Canada worries me. They're ahead. They're headlined by your boy.
1: I mean, I can't lie. I mean, I have not been very high on Team USA since the very beginning. We've talked about it numerous times. I hope we win, obviously. I'm never going to root against them, but it makes me nervous.
0: So the USA, they just knocked off Italy 100-63 after losing to Serbia. They had to make a statement, and they did in the quarterfinal round. But Team Canada, man, Shea Gildress Alexander is having a coming-out party. I mean, he's, he had a coming-out party in the, this past NBA season
1: future mvp i think he yeah it right now
0: i think he was an mvp candidate last year a lot of people slept on him he should have been talked about more statistically he's been the best player in the fiba world cup tournament and that's a fact there's numbers to back that up that he's been phenomenal for team canada team canada has a squad though i think they're going to be a team to be reckoned with in the olympics next year Normally, you wouldn't say that about Team Canada, but...
1: Especially if Wiggins plays?
0: Especially if Wiggins plays, yes.
1: going to be brazy.
0: Yeah. Team Serbia, they couldn't miss against the U.S. We'll see if they stay hot against Canada. Germany, undefeated against the United States. Not undefeated against the United States, but they're 6-0 going into this matchup. WW 1-2 and two is all that matters, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Their headline by Dennis Schroeder. I think we, we can beat Germany. It's just
1: now he's a hooper. He is a hooper. He's goaded, don't get me wrong. Like really, really good, but when he's going against the best the US has to
2: offer. There's not no very, way. Yeah, not very good.
0: I think it's I think it's USA and Canada in the championship game. Now, I don't know if we'll be able to preview that for you guys. I think we'll parlay on that. <laughs> So I think that so the final will be on Sunday. It'd be
3: it would take place at Sunday seven thirty a.m. For those of you that were wondering. So that's we'll be able to recap it. We won't be able to preview it, unfortunately. We get my bets in for the NFL.
1: I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, same. But that is all we have for you guys for episode fifty-seven. We had a lot to get into, a lot of NFL, obviously. We hope you guys enjoyed. It's been a while. We hope you guys didn't miss us too much. We're going to try our absolute best to be a little bit more consistent for Wednesdays, if not Thursdays. And there's always the occasion we have a Friday episode. Maybe we're just in a Friday mood. Who knows? We hope you guys stay with us. Stay tuned in. We hope you guys enjoy episode 57. Look forward to breaking more sports down with you in episode
3: 58. Until then. You guys all take care. We'll see you for episode 58.